This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. The biggest battle we will ever have to face is the battle between you and you. It's the battle of taking your mind to that limit and then breaking through. On the Mindful Experiment podcast, we will share concepts, universal laws, and interviewing individuals who have done just that, who have gone through the dark times and through those moments allowed their light to shine bright. I'm your host, Dr. Vic Manzo, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and taking this journey with me as we discover different avenues to break through those limits, expand your reality, and evolve into the person you desire to be. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey guys, uh, before we get into the interview with Nagin, um, wanted to share a little bit about her as I'm really excited to uh, had a chance to interview her. Um, she's not only just uh, an amazing real estate broker, she's also a good friend and she also did some of the interior design in my office, in my chiropractic office. So um, I've gotten to know Nagin over the years in the community and, and as, as a friend and so forth and it's been really great um, to see her Go from where she is to where she's now, where she was to where she is now, and how she's just really thriving in life and doing these great things. And it's amazing because in her story during the interview, she'll share about how things went a different course for her, a different path. And as always, as I share and teach about like how the universe is always working for you. So sometimes you may not think it's that and you may think it's working against you. But in reality, it's shifting your gears to a better path. And some people say when one door closes, another opens. When one door closes, a better one's going to open. And that is so true in so many ways. And I love this interview that I have with Nagin. She really dives into the 
the essence of, of of real estate buying and the the emotional side, the psychological side, and her viewpoints are really unique because not only is she a real estate broker, she's an interior designer, but also that she also has a bachelor of arts in psychology and sociology, so she can really work the work this and understand it from a full spectrum and be able to help her clients really have an amazing experience when it comes to purchasing homes in Chicago. So. Don't dive in a little bit with us. We're going to dive in some of some real estate one on one, and then we're going to really dive into uh, the beauty behind of you know what how to focus on yourself and what to do to keep you moving forward so you can always be achieving success. So, with no further ado, let's jump to this interview. Well, Nagin, welcome to this show. It's an honor to have you here. Um, I, I know, and uh, I, I've gotten to know you over the years, and it's been a it's been a pleasure, and to see your growth and what you've been doing, it's just been uh, it's been exciting. And uh, I knew when I first started this podcast, I was like, I'm gonna eventually have her on. She has a cool story. I wanted to share it with others because I know you can really inspire other individuals when they're going through stuff and things in life. How you you know how to soar? What's the game plan? What's the mindset? How, what are you doing to work on yourself? And those types of things. So, what kind of got you? in the direction towards, you know, being a real estate. Now, is a real estate agent, broker, what's the title there? Because I always get, I know my wife always like says it's this and that, and I always forget it. It's, it's kind of both, actually. So some states, broker means just the brokerage itself. In Illinois, broker or agent is kind of interchangeable. Oh, is it? Okay. Whew. Pressure off me. You're good. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of got you in that path? Was this something that you always wanted to do or did it something you kind of stumbled upon? How did that all work out? Um, I, I'd love to say it was something I always wanted to do, but it's honestly more something I kind of stumbled upon. Uh, I used to have a, a business with another business partner a resale shop. Um, we did a little interior design in LaGrange. And as we were shutting that down, this opportunity happened to pop up. So I was truthfully looking for other jobs for a couple of months, but I couldn't ever get the idea out of my head once I knew about it, that the opportunity to get into real estate was out there. Um, so I reached out to, to the uh, gentleman who eventually hired me to be on his team. And that was kind of it. Within a month was licensed and got the ball rolling. I love it. And, and FYI to all the listeners, she sold me a couch that we used that was very nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, your wife sold me my house many years ago. So. That's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and and I know you're and, and also for the listeners, Nagin is an amazing interior designer. She actually did our office and helped us with it to make it look as amazing as it is. So uh, do you still do a lot of interior design or is it more now just the real estate side of things? It's really more real estate. You know, some people get their license and they're able to do it part time and maybe do some stuff on the side. I really love the real estate piece of it, so that is my full time career. Um, I'll do some small design consultations for friends and family, but um, at this point, I feel like I, I know a lot of good designers too that can focus on that 100. percent So the best advantage that I can give people I know looking for help is to really refer that out to somebody who can give them 100% of their attention. Love it. And so LaGrange, you you were there for a little bit, and then you shifted gears to Chicago and be in the city. What kind of pulled you that way? or What what interests you? Uh, So that was 100% a personal choice uh, to move to to the city. Um, So... What happened was, you know, I had been living out in the suburbs and was married, um, but then ended up going through a divorce. And once I kind of 
I got my freedom back in a way, which doesn't sound great, but it's kind of what it, that was what it felt like to me um, to kind of get out from the situation that was just wearing me down in so many different ways. I really had to think about what the best thing for me was. And with real estate, you can do it anywhere. Sure. You have to kind of switch your focus, learn a new market, meet new people. But I knew it was important for me to live in a place where I would be happy. And I think that helps because I think my passion for being in the city comes through then when I'm working with clients here. We can definitely see it in your videos and how much you love Chicago and everything that goes on there. So um, going through that kind of a process, you know, divorce and all that, you know, because a lot of stuff we talk about, you know, and I, I, I preach on my or preach. I share on my uh, podcast. I've written in my book and I talk about a lot of going through the darkness of life and how the dark moments in life really help you, like guide you. The universe is always working for you. So it's, it's this happened to you, but it was kind of like. Hey, wake up. I've been trying to tell you this for a long time. This is what you need to you know, make this change. Well, here we go. Now I'm going to put you in this situation and boom. Do you look back and like go, man, I am so appreciative of what I went through? Yeah, I have, you know, no regrets whatsoever. Of course, you know, that being said, I wouldn't, wouldn't wish it on my family or my friends or anyone I care about. <laughs> but I think, you know, fortunately up until that point, I had a a pretty charmed life. You know, I grew up with a good family in a good area, got a good education, um, had a lot of opportunities, worked hard, you know, to make the most of them, but um, no, no true like personal struggles. So that was really the first one. And I think it really kind of showed me what I was you know, made of and capable of, of really doing with my life in phase one. I feel like there's so much more growth, but that was like the first step, if, if that makes sense. Oh, no, totally. And it's, it's one of those things where, you kind of went through that and now it's like uh, you'll come back. At least that my experiences has been like this where you go through something like, okay, I'm good. I'm healed. I learned the lessons. Thumbs up. Let's close that door. Let's move forward. And then all of a sudden later in life, you go back and you start thinking about it or something shows up in life and you're like, okay, I thought I was healed from this. I thought I was done. And then you go deeper into the rabbit hole and all of a sudden there's like new lessons and new things that you're grabbing from it. And you're going, all right, this is cool. All right, how much more? And then, it, of course, you hit a wall, and then you're like, all right, I'll stop. And it's just like this endless cycle that happens. That's a great um, point, yeah. It's one of those things. I, I uh, At least in my – I always tell people, in my experience, it's what I've noticed. And they always say uh, deeper down the rabbit hole you go as far as you want, and there's an infinite depth to it. So you can just keep going and going and going and going. You Yeah, and I think the trick is like find that balance, at least for me, of – how much looking back is healthy to keep learning, like you said, and finding different things that you can learn about yourself and take away from it versus just getting kind of caught up in the past and having that inhibit your future growth too. So that's, that's a little bit of a struggle. Uh, there was professional therapy involved, but I think it was all for the benefit of learning kind of how to take that situation and make the most out of it. So what's the one thing, if you don't mind sharing that it kind of like taught you or you grabbed from it to learn more about you? Cause you know how you're saying like you broke through this prison, you went through this path and it's kind of like you had to like, you know, I don't know how to put, bring your power back or choose. What, what was something that you learned through that whole experience? If you could put it like in one word. Ooh, in one, if in if one you can't word. do it in one word, that's fine. I'm just, I, that's a little bit of, that's a lot of pressure for one word. Um, I think, you know, you said to get my power back. I think empowerment, if I have to choose one word, that's really what it was, which is the result of so many other things, you know, like just even finding your confidence and, and believing in yourself, surrounding yourself with the right types of people. You, know, you and Veronica were certainly a part of that. You were there during that time and coming into the wellness path and having you guys support me, not just from a physical health standpoint, but a mental health standpoint. 
those things are all important. And it made me feel empowered. And I think having that empowered feeling is what has enabled me to continue to take chances and risks moving forward to continue to grow. I love it. Uh, Yeah, it was a joy and an honor to uh, help you through those times and uh, to see the the slow changes coming out, seeing you go from where you were and then see the light slowly emit in and all of a sudden just expand. It's been really cool to see that. So I wish I was still out in the suburbs. I could see you guys more, but I, uh, I try to take what I can from your social media and you guys post so many different things and I love it. It's just, it feels like we're kind of still in the same space, but it's just a <laughs> I totally hear you on that. So what, um, what is it about Chicago that you love so much? Oh my gosh, everything. (laughs) So I grew up in Naperville, you know, been here for nearly 35 years now. Um, You know, my family would always go downtown and go to the museums, go to shows, go to restaurants, um, just try different things. That's how we were raised. Just always try something, you know, before you decide you don't, you don't like doing something or eating something, whatever it is. So I've always had that exposure to the city. And then um, off and on for the last 10 plus years living in the city has just really enabled me to become immersed in the different cultures and the different opportunities here. So it's, oh, I can't really even pick one thing. It's, it's the energy, if that makes sense, of just being oh, yeah. down here and, and everybody is, is moving and trying to make things happen. It's, it's, just, it's, a, it's a good environment for me, at least at this stage of my life. I love it. Yeah, I, I, you know, a lot of people. My the new doc I just uh, I have jumping on board in my office in September. He was talking about he's moving to uh, where is it Old Town, and I was like, moving to the city, okay. And he's like, it's just the energy of the city. It's just something that uh, I want to enjoy and have a little bit of. And I'm like, soak it up while you can. I mean, those those some people love living in the city for the rest of their life. Some people go for a year or two, and then they're like, all right, I'm done with this life. I want to move out and have more whatever it may be. I don't know. A real estate agent could tell me more about that than I can. But uh, um, so what is it when you're, you know, let's, let's talk about like, cause there's so much you, you see on HT, HGTV, you see on these shows. And I, I know Veronica has like, she's been out of the, the business for a little bit now. So it's kind of one of those things where I'll be like, Hey honey, what about this? What do you think of this? And she'll always be like, nah, that kind of, I don't remember. That kind of works this way. That does that. But how much emotion when you're when you're working with people? How much emotions play a role in an individual with 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 buying or selling a home um, that you experience and notice? Uh, I mean, it depends on the person. Some people are very emotionally charged individuals, and then you've got some that are just like analytical about the numbers. The emotions are really removed from the process. Um, but I mean, I definitely have. I had a client once who walked into a house, they ended up buying it. And the first thing she did when she saw the kitchen, which was right when you walked in was hug the countertop because it was just so beautiful to her. Um, So that house was sold from the second we walked in the door. Uh, You definitely have clients that then get frustrated if the deal doesn't work out, which sometimes it just doesn't, doesn't work out and you get so attached to it. So that's the hard part I think is managing emotions because it can be very emotional process. Us. I think we really do buy on emotion and then justify that purchase with logic afterwards. So uh, the emotions are at the forefront a lot of the time. Is there ever a buyer remorse from the emotional purchase and then later on going, what the heck did I do? You ever hear that? Not that I know of with my clients. I wouldn't think um, you would with your No, you know what? I think one of the things... <laughs> <laughs> well, unless they're just not telling me. So um, <laughs> you know, one of the things that really try to stress with my clients from the beginning is to focus on that list of 
absolutely must haves because there's no such thing as a perfect house. Even when you build new construction, you know, unless your funds are completely endless and you can, you know, build your dream home, you're always going to make a compromise. But there's things you can do always to fix up a house. Like I know you guys did a lot of work at your house. You can do the cosmetic things, make it beautiful, make it yours. But some of those more serious things, the foundations of your home, the structural integrity, that that's important. The layout, the location, all of those things you cannot really change. Gotcha. If you if you stick to that, you're going to be happy. You can fix it over time. Nice. And what what's like the the for a real as a real estate agent? What's like the psychology? Because like I love how you said, no matter unless you have an endless budget, you really have to make compensations and look at like, all right, what are you going to give up, and what really matters to you. Um, I love that analogy because that's kind of like life, right? Life's going to throw things at you. And it's not going to be perfect. I say I think every situation is perfect for you, but it's like, okay, what do I have to? What can I take from this that's going to be really, really great? And what do I need to let go? Um, is I'm, I'm assuming that's the same as when it comes to real estate. When you're looking at uh, psychologically looking at a home, when you're going to show a home and the decision making power, um, the compensation, the not compensation, the What's the word we're using? <laughs> Comparing or compromises? Uh, compromises. There we go. Um, what? What's that like? Is is it? Well, well, I guess I lost my question now in this process. Um, what is like? You know, in, in that process when you walk in. Let's just, let me erase all that and let's start fresh. What is the psychology when you're showing someone a home and looking at things? The the I know it's different for every buyer. But what is that like the the process of showing someone a house and what, you know, um, do you go through a process where you like ask them questions of what's important to them? Let, let, we'll, we'll start there. Yeah. So that's the first step really is one. Actually, the first step, in my opinion, should be figuring out how you're going to pay for it. So if you need to get a loan, which most of us do. Talk to a lender so you can at least set the budget expectation because that's typically the most rigid one um, with location maybe being second. Um, but then really going through a list once we know where they want to be and how much they can spend of what they really need to have in the house, what they would love to have but is not as important and anything that they really just do not want you know, in that house or condo that they're purchasing and putting that criteria together up front and using that to guide us because depending on the time of year, there could be a lot to choose from or a little, but just because there's a hundred homes on the market doesn't mean all 100 are good for you. But if you look at all 100, you're going to get stressed out and overwhelmed. And I don't think I'm doing my job if I don't help you narrow that down to the best 10 that might fit what really is going to you know, be a good fit for your family or for you or whoever's going to be living in the home. I love it. What is like a good time to, look for homes compared to um, staying off the market and waiting? Oh man, that's a, that's a tough question to answer because I feel like by saying it's always a good time just makes me sound like a, a salesman realtor. <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of is depending on how you look at it, right? So uh, we're a seasonal market here in Chicago. Weather plays a big factor in Chicago land. So yeah. 
you know, spring is a busy time of year when a lot of sellers typically want to list their house. Um, for buyers who have families and small children that are going to be in school, you, that buying in the spring enables you to get your family moved in over the summer and settle so the kids can start at their new school in the fall, which makes perfect sense. A lot of inventory typically to choose from. But later in the fall, going through the winter, there might be less inventory, but sellers sometimes are a little bit more motivated to work out a deal because there's also fewer buyers looking. So you could get a good deal. You just might have less to choose from uh, in the fall or the, or the winter time. So it kind of... It, I What I say is the best time for you is when it's the best time for you with your life. Like that's, that's it. Don't listen to, you know, all these articles or whatever else is out there on the news and the internet. That's great. But they're generalizations. You have to make the right decision for you and your family. If you have a family and that the right time for you is the right time. I like it. It's, it's so simple and easily put right time for you is the right time. Yeah. I, I know you did a, I think it was a video you did and you talked about, um, something about Zillow. You're giving advice on uh, not to go off or... I don't know if you remember that video or not. It was about... Uh, well, go ahead. I vaguely do. <laughs> I, I, I remember my thoughts on Zillow. Because that was <laughs> what are your thoughts on Zillow? Let's go there. Zillow is not the enemy, to be clear. Um, Zillow <laughs> is a great resource. It's a super user-friendly website for consumers to use, and it just keeps <clears> growing <throat> and building and expanding. And the world of real estate has changed things to like this digital age and the internet. However, with anything on the internet, you have to be careful with what you read. And um, probably, you know, my complaint with Zillow was a couple of things. One, sometimes the information is a little dated. So you might see a listing on there that says it's for sale, but it's already gone under contract and the site hasn't caught up. Um, so sometimes it can lead to you know, misaligned expectations or just disappointment with buyers. The other piece is their Zestimate, which they've been all over the news for. Um, supposedly getting a little more accurate, but it's an automated valuation model, which means there are no human beings behind the tool making sure that those valuations for your home are actually correct based on the right comps. So a perfect example, I have a listing right now, and in the last few weeks, the value has gone from 650000 to 605000 to 620000 according to Zillow. Wow. Just based on what's happening in the marketplace, like that's a widespread. So you just have to be careful with, with Zillow or with anything you see on the internet. Always go to your realtor or your trusted you know, professionals, no matter what it is that you're looking at. They're the ones that are in it every day, and they can tell you, you know, what you really need to know. Yeah. And it's one of those things, I mean, with values of homes, I mean, are you seeing value in, I know where we live in, 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 in our area, uh, values of homes are going up like crazy. Um, not like massively like back in the day, but you know, our home has gone up a lot in just two years. Um, in Chicago, are we, are you seeing the same kind of thing? Yeah, it really depends on the neighborhood though. Neighborhood and price point too. Um, you know, certain neighborhoods have blown up more recently, like the West Loop, you know, has just really expanded. Um, and it started to really blow up, you know, back when Oprah was still here and kind of this corporatization, um, all these companies coming to the West Loop. Now we have Google, McDonald's is here now. Um, I believe Caterpillar might be coming or yeah. it's here too. So that brings a lot of people to the area and those values have just blown up. So if you have bought in the West Loop, you know, even at the height of the market, you might even be okay today. That's <laughs> the way that it's changed. Um, other neighborhoods are more stable, like Lincoln Park and Lakeview continued increase, but it's at a much lower percentage, which is healthy, though. It's stable growth. Yeah, totally. I agree with you there. When you know, when you look at um, 
Now I'm going to pick your brain a little bit about value and so forth. So when it comes to like if someone for someone who's looking to potentially sell um, their house and tell me if I'm wrong, um, when it comes to what are the some things that they should really focus on so that can really help boost their value of their home or make it more appealing? Oh, that's a great question. Um, that's so funny you asked that because I just did a pre-sale inspection for a seller that's going to be listing in the spring. And the inspector made a comment. He's like, don't, don't give buyers a reason to question how good of condition your house is in. So that could be you know, a water staining on a wall or a ceiling tile. There could be no issue anymore. But if there's evidence of a past issue, it makes people concerned. Cleaning up your house, decluttering, staging, taking care of all those little things that you do know about, just to put it in the best possible shape so it shows well, I think is one of the easiest and most cost-effective things you can do without having to go in and remodel. Gotcha. Uh, I think before you do any type of renovation project, you really need to run the comparables with your agent and see, okay, if I did nothing, my house is worth X. But if I did these projects and spent you know $50,000... I could get X amount more. Sometimes that investment might be worth it, but don't just do it and with a hope and a prayer that it's going to turn out in your favor. You really have to look at the market and make sure whatever you do is in line with what buyers are expecting in your marketplace as well. Gotcha. And is it also too, I mean, I love how you got to compare the markets and see what's going on. So is it like one of those things, let's say your house is worth, let's say you said six fifty for that house, right? But mm-hmm. let's say they're like, I really want to be like at seven and a quarter. Um, what would a, a potential seller, would they look at like homes that are at like seven and a quarter and try to say, okay, what do we need to do to get at that level? Like what's the, the, the logics and the process behind that? Yeah. I mean, I, that, that's definitely part of it is what, what are the houses that are selling for seven and a quarter offering? And are there things you can do to get to that level? If those houses are 500 square feet larger than yours, then that's going to be a big issue. Um, you know, assuming that let's say that they're completely renovated on the inside and have the space like new construction, it's going to be really hard for you to compete with that. But maybe they're a little bit bigger, but they're dated and run down and need a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of work. If you can offer a product that is move and ready today's design standards and everything that buyers are looking for, there might be a buyer out there that's willing to let go of a little extra square footage to just for the ease and the least amount of strain on their life to be able to move into a home that's completely ready and does not require any work. Very cool. Now I've always heard kitchens and bathrooms are the best ever do. Is that true? Yeah, you know, the list is always changing. And the recent past I saw too, like decks actually get you a significant amount of your value. Um, garage door, I want to say. Don't quote me on what? that. What? Really? Wow. <laughs> okay, that's totally one, different. Just as far as like return for your investment, like kitchens and baths are like my client who walked in the house and started like hugging that kitchen counter. Like it, it's the, that bling that people love, they're attracted to. It's beautiful. Some buyers will fall for that. That sounds bad. Some buyers will. <laughs> attra- we'll say attracted to it. How's that? They're attracted to it. I mean, I am not wrong, but yeah, there are some buyers that can be attracted to that. Um, that's where you just got to really hope as a buyer, you have a professional who's going to be honest with you and say, hey, that's great that this kitchen is completely tricked out. But did you notice that seven foot crack in the foundation that's leaking water in the basement? Yeah, that's a concern. Let's, let's go take a look at that. You know, those are things to consider as well. So it, 
I don't even honestly remember your initial question anymore. <laughs> you, you answered it, so you're good. Okay. Uh, so taking all this and going down the path of looking at um, – so if you were going to give advice on a mindset, what to look and what to expect to a potential first-time home buyer, um, what would you share with them? I mean, take the time up front to do the work. If you sit down with your lender and work out the scenarios, a lot of people are thinking a monthly budget. They're not thinking purchase price. They might get approved to spend up to half a mil. But the monthly payment for them puts them more at like a three hundred thousand purchase price, which is totally fine. Know your budget. Know what kind of room you have there. Figure out where you want to be, and then that list of your absolute must-haves. Do all of that work up front. Be as true to it as you possibly can be throughout the process, and it gets so much easier on the back end once you find that property. You know, the first couple of weeks when you're doing your home inspection and all those negotiations can be a little stressful and emotional for sure. But once you get through all of that, if you're ready to go, you got your docs ready for your lender, like, you're going to be fine. It'll be, it could be a very smooth process. I love it. So it really just, you know, it's, it's, I, it, I've heard you say this multiple times. It's really just doing your work up in the beginning. You know, it's really, that's where it comes to. Yeah. My team leader, when I was in LaGrange, used to always <laughs> say, if you fail to plan, then plan to fail. And I'm sure he probably got that from somewhere. He all sorts of gems, but he was so right about it. And uh, actually just shot a video. It's going to be coming out soon that (laughs) talks to that. It speaks to that point. It's with anything in life. I'm sure Vic, you could say the same, even with your health or what you do with, you know, chiropractic and with your clients. It's, you have to be prepared. Massively. No, I totally agree. Yeah. And it's, uh, I forgot who says, who says that quote. I can't remember Winston Churchill. No, Ben Franklin. I think it's Ben Franklin who stated that, uh, you, uh, fail to plan, then you're planning to fail. And, and, uh, and that's in life. I mean, care health, even mindset, life in general, setting the goals and visions, what do you want to achieve and all that stuff. Um, speaking of goals and visions, what is your vision of now? Correct me if I'm wrong. I should know this. Uh, Love Chicago. No, Chicago Love Livings. Love Chicago Living. She loves love Chicago stuff. Living. That's what it is. I knew it. I, I remember I see the logo in my head and I'm like, I know it's something that, um, you know, I love that logo you did and everything. What is it? You know, what's your vision for Chicago and you and everything in general? Yeah. So I think um, what, what I would like to get out of my career is to just help as many people as I possibly can. I don't ever intend or expect to or want to be the number one agent in Chicago. That's not my goal. My goal is to just build a solid business that can support as many people as I can with their home buying and home selling and really just that transition in their life when you move to your first home or you're moving to a bigger home or maybe you have to move out of state. Like There's so many different scenarios and it's so exciting and so stressful. So being able to assist them with that. And as far as the business goes, you know, build out a a team really that can provide what I heard at at a a conference last year would be six star customer service. Um, And I'm definitely going through growing pains right now to get to that point. I know I'm not, not there yet, no matter how hard I want to be, but just really this customer focused service oriented process to to make it easy and take the stress out of it because it can be stressful oh definitely and i I think too also it's one of those things i I work with uh, a couple uh, entrepreneurs and so forth and i'm always working with them on 
you know, what is it that you want to create? What is it that is matters most to you? And forget the noise of what others are saying. Now, I'm not saying other people's advice isn't worth listening to, but don't ever let that say, oh, that's great. Great idea. I'm going to do that. Instead, be like, great idea. Take it in and say, all right, what can I do with that idea? And how can that idea benefit me? And how does that relate to what my vision and what I want to create to make it mine and my own? That kind of make sense? Oh, it's at 100%. It's funny you say that because I do real estate coaching. So I have a business coach um, who specifically is assisting me with building my real estate business. And we just had a call a couple weeks ago about, you know, sometimes you're in those coaching environments and you see what clients across the country are doing to be successful. But that doesn't mean that that's the right path for me to take to be successful. So just really trying to find that joy in this business that I love and how do I want to reach people? So one thing we realize is I love doing video. So that's going to be a huge thing that we're going to be rolling out here at the end of the year. I've already been starting to record um, a bunch of different ideas, have a list of all these ideas I want to do. So we'll just have to make them happen. But it just lights me up to even think about being able to build my business by providing value and content to people that could help them. Even if they go work with someone else, great. Work with someone that you trust you're going to be fine. But to be able to provide that value really brings me joy in wanting to continue on with this business. And your videos are awesome. I highly recommend you to continue doing them because they are really good. You do provide good content. Every, and like I said, I don't see every single one, but when I do see them, I'm like, great piece of information there. I love it. Great job. And you may see me like it or something. That's how you know I've listened. I saw it. Um, but yeah, and it's, it's, it's just, you know, even in chiropractic, in my own journey, when I wrote my book, I talked a lot about in there, um, how I got stuck in the noise of what the best the leaders were doing and what the most successful people were doing in our profession and then following what the other people in business would do and what their best thing. And I was just like, okay, I got if I do this, 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 and this, man, I'll be successful. And I did become successful, but at the same token, I was not fulfilled. Yeah. And my fulfillment was more important to me than that. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to revamp my business. I'm going to revamp everything and really provide what I want to be and my methods and what I want to do and what's going to bring more fulfillment to me. And we've been doing that for like the last year and a half. And it's been um, um, more than I can ever imagine uh, life changing. Uh, you could just go out like, but I digress, but it's one of those things where, Focusing on what does he want? If you feel that's your path, do it. I think you'd be you'd be really good with that type of stuff. Well, I can see even like I imagine your podcast is probably one of those things that you're very passionate about and just your commitment to it and seeing how excited you get about it. So I, I see the changes you guys have made too, just from knowing you for the last you know several years and everything in your business. And I'm so excited for you and the wellness path. <laughs> well, we appreciate that very much. And you're always welcome at the Wellness Path. Don't forget that. I will be back. <laughs> I will be back. So what are the things that you're like, you know, do you have any like um, things you focus on a daily basis, things that you work on uh, daily, a morning, uh, morning ritual or daily thing that you do to help you stay focused and centered on achieving these goals and those visions of yourself? Yeah, so perfect world, I'd be a little bit more consistent. That's something I'm definitely working on right now. But part of that morning routine is you know, getting up early, um, exercising, doing affirmations, just really trying to focus on my intentions for the day to help kind of guide my activity throughout the day. You know, there's certainly things that need to get done in any business that kind of help you move forward. Then there's the you know customer service piece of it and taking care of the clients that you currently have. 
Um, so just trying to make sure that I make time for myself, which I'm not always great at, um, working on that self-care piece, but then make time for my clients and make time to, for my business to help it grow. And that's the biggest struggle with anyone. I mean, all the patients I've seen and the people I coach with, I, 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 uh, uh, it's one of those things where we just don't take enough time for me, right? And, and you know, it's one of those things. I bet you when you exercise in the morning and you do that, how's your day? Is it better? Is it worse? What do you notice? Yeah, I just, it, it really gives me that energy, I think, and the, and the mindset to just go out and kill it. I feel like I've already accomplished something that day. So you're starting on the right foot before your day even really gets started. I love it. And then affirmations. I mean, uh, <clears throat> what have you heard about affirmations? Why, why use affirmations on a daily basis? Uh, I mean, really kind of the same reason, just to get your mind right. I, I, in our coaching program, they call it the drunk monkey that's sitting on your shoulder. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, like some days my drug, my monkey is just obliterated. And you know, the thing <laughs> The things that it's saying and you say to yourself and think about yourself, it's like you wouldn't say that to the person you dislike the most on this planet, but you say it to yourself. So just really getting your mind right, it's a total, total game changer when you have that positive attitude versus focusing on, on all the things that are going wrong. Yeah, and, it, and it's tough for battle for anyone. I mean, even my whole podcast, we share a lot about that. How uh, you know your mind's always going to be throwing that uh, that junk at, junky monkey? Did you say? The drunk monkey. Oh, the drunk monkey. Okay, totally different than what I heard. All right, I cool. like chunky monkey. Is my favorite. Chunky monkey. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I call it stinking thinking, but whatever works, you know. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but even I go through that. Everybody goes through it. It's one of those things where you have to find um, – my coach and I always say an anchor, and I, I kind of teach on that, where it's like you, what's going to anchor you back to you, right? Because your true self, your tr- the true Nagin, Nagin is – you know, being in that power state, seeing things and, you know, things happen, but you can see past the smoke and be like, no, but this is where we're going to go regardless. Whatever's showing up in your day, you're gonna be like, I can break through that. And I'm going to, and not like in a, I don't want to get into this like hustle grind warrior mentality because I'm really against that in a certain way. Um, but it's more of like, you're, you're still in this calm, peaceful place. And you're just like, everything's going to be fine. We're going to break through the smoke and I will be on that other side. Um, and affirmations for all the listeners, I mean, uh, I've, you've heard me say it, you've heard other people interview say it, very powerful to do because it's, it's your brain is always going to want to go to that stinking thinking or we just say drunky, drunk monkey, drunk monkey. I'm going to get that down. Drunk <laughs> monkey. Got it done. Um, but yeah, is there anything else besides affirmations and exercise, anything else that helps you just anchor yourself to be there and be positive and so forth? I'm uh, just really setting intentions. Yeah, I've tri- and I've tried I know you have been encouraging me for years to do meditation. Um, and I know you're right. I just am not great at it. But I, I have tried. I've used some different apps too. Um, Budify is one of them. It's like super basic. I think for anybody looking to just try to try even a five-minute guided meditation. Um, so that can help. But I, but for me, what I find works is just getting, getting my mind and my body right in the morning first. And when I'm good about doing those things, those are my best days for sure. There's another app too called uh, Patient gave it to me last year and it's uh, I've, I haven't used it much but I have shared it with others and they love it. Uh, Insight Timer. 
Insight Timer. Yeah. So the, the logo, it's free for the most part. It used to be totally free, but not anymore. But it has like a Buddhist uh, bowl as their symbol. Okay. And it's a bunch of people just throwing guided meditations on there. So for someone like yourself and most other people um, where meditation, oh, I don't know. This is tough. I'm thinking too much. I have so much going through my mind. That's another tool. But like I tell all my listeners, you know, it's what works for you. I love meditation because it really helps me stay focused and not let the stinking thinking or the drunk monkey get in the way. Right. Um, but another one I'm going to recommend for you then is breath work. We'll talk about that at another time. I'll, I'll share some info with you. We're gonna- this term is not unfamiliar to me because I've also been hearing about breath work from you for a long time. <laughs> I know you have. Uh, I need to come back to the suburbs and come in and do a console. I think you need to, to walk me through some of that. I love it. We'll work out some things. I got them seeing things coming up to help you. Um, I digress. So um, what I wanted to ask last um, what is just a couple fun questions here? What is a book that you have read that has transformed your life? Ooh, um, there's a, f- a few, if you won't limit me to one, oh, I no, think the morning routine, I read miracle morning and the five second rule at the same time. And I'm blanking on who wrote miracle morning, but Mel Robbins wrote five second rule. Hell, the- oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say hell Estrad or something like that is his last name. For Miracle Morning, that could be. Um, But yeah, that book, you know, setting kind of helping you put together a routine. And at first I was like, I have to do exactly what's in this book. So just to speak to what you just said, like there's more than one right way to do these things. You got to find what works for you. Um, And then Five Second Rule, uh, the Mel Robbins book, just really talking about tricking your brain essentially into taking action by giving, giving yourself a matter of seconds to make that yes decision that you're going to take that action and it goes into much more depth than that but if i can say the most emotional reaction i've had to a book is another mel robbins book it's called kick ass and it was actually it's only audio right now i don't know how it would even do as a book because it's very powerful it's eight or ten live coaching life coaching sessions that she does with people dealing with different issues in their life it's Mm -hmm. amazingly powerful Something about every one of those sessions touched me. I think I cried most of the way through. Wow. Um, it was amazing. And it's not for everybody. But for me and for a time where I, I feel like I've been going through a growth phase, uh, it was extremely powerful. I love it. I'm going to make a, put a note down on those. Um, you have to check that out. I, I've, I've, I've read the, the was it the five second rule, right? Yeah. And uh, I heard her talk about it on many podcasts, but um, I haven't uh, heard about the other ones. So I'll definitely check that out. Um, if you had to give advice to yourself, your younger self, you know, you're getting to the ripe age of 35. And I only know that because I turned 35 in a couple of weeks. So <laughs> I think I'm a couple. Almost birthday, buddy. It's just Wait, a you're, you're a couple months after me, correct? I, yes, I am. All right. So I'm older. That's great. Um, (laughs) So if you had to give advice to yourself 10 years ago, what would that advice be? Oh my gosh. So 10 years ago, I was 25. um, I can't even like think back to that. It was just such a different life. Something else that you had just said too, and I really think this is so true, is it really just finding the right path for you? Because everybody in your life has advice. You know, I you know, had family members and friends trying to tell me, you know, what I should do or what I should be or who I should date or, you know, I'm supposed to be the type of person who fill in the blank based on, on what, on 
what I did in school or sports or what they thought of me. And they weren't always right, but it's just amazing how sometimes you get all this influence from the outside and you think that there's a path you're supposed to go down um, or a right way to do it. So just really finding your passion and, and sticking to it and not letting anyone else's feedback take you off the path that you feel is right for you. And you might fail, but that's life. You'll learn from it and you'll move on and find something better. I agree with you more. And I love how you brought family up on that because it's um, in, in my experiences and experiences of others, the most people who will put you down and, and, and kind of shut you down your dreams are your friends and your family, your closest people to you. Um, unless you have like, you know, I know you have this. I know I have this too, where you have those friends who are there supporting you every step of the way, no matter what you do, they're, they're not going to chime in and try to shut your dream down. They're going to be like, okay, great. What can I do to help make that happen for you? What can I do? Or, you know, let's look at this. Well, that's a great idea. You know, and they kind of help you in that path. Um, but we're family and unfortunately listeners, if you're listening, I've talked about this on a podcast myself where, um, they, they're, they're not doing out of, um, um, they're doing out of love in a state in a, from a state of fear. And once you see that, that's where you kind of like, you can take it and be like, okay, thank you for that. I appreciate it. That doesn't work with me, but thank you. I'm going to just put that off to the side and keep centered to where you want to go. So I love that. Find your path. Um, definitely, definitely, definitely powerful. Before we get to the closing mark remarks here, are you still doing soccer? So, <laughs> <laughs> so no, that, that was definitely a no. Um, I did. You've been pushing me to you, you, I, you have encouraged me to do so many things and I'm so grateful for that because some of the things that I've actually taken on again, finding my own path, um, have been like really rewarding. So I did join a team actually over the winter and it was so much fun, but I am not in soccer shape and may have pulled a muscle or two. So I have to get back in better shape, but I'd love to probably join a team again, maybe this fall or or next spring. All right. I'm going to hold you to that. (laughs) I know you will. So Nagin, real quick, just before we end, how can people, uh, and this will be in the show notes for all the listeners, but how can people connect with you and how to follow you? And as somebody asked me earlier this morning, I was getting an interview. They're like, how can they stalk you? I was like, stalk me. Okay. That's a, that's a unique word to use for following someone. <laughs> it, uh, it feels like it a little bit, I think in the digital age though, sometimes. It does. Um, probably the best way to find me would, would be my social media, um, my personal accounts. I'm doing some changes to my business account, so that will come. But uh, at Nagin Muscati on Instagram, Facebook is Nagin Muscati. Um, if you want to send me an email, info at loveschicagoliving.com. Um, that's probably the best way. Those are the three best ways to, to reach me. I love it. If you're in the Chicago area, ever looking for something, definitely reach out to her. I've known Nagin for a while, and she's uh, amazing at what she as she, she does. But more importantly, she like you've heard in this podcast, you're just uh, you're really there to help the people, and more than uh, try to make a quick sale or be number one in this and compete on that level. You're more like no, I, I, number one, it, it's fine if I'm there, but it's really more about helping that person. Absolutely, that's, and that's one thing I appreciate about you. So. Thank you for being on. Uh, it was a pleasure having you. And um, until next time, keep rocking and rolling. Thank you. You too. Thank you for listening to the podcast. For past shows, please visit www.empoweryourreality.com. I hope this show inspired you and added to your life to help you on the journey to rediscover who you really are. 
To connect with us on Facebook, please visit www.facebook.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. Check us out on Twitter. The handle is Dr. Vic 21. Follow us on Instagram, www.instagram.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. If you were inspired by the podcast, pay it forward by sharing it with someone who you know can benefit from it. Thank you again for listening to the Mindful Experiment podcast, sharing paths to help you rediscover your infinite potential. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing it with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling.